Hello, everyone, and welcome to Be Heard for Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. All right. How's everyone doing? How's everyone? Karthik already right in the room. I'll get to you a second. I just want to set this up here. I want to set up uh, what I really want to talk about is this. Well, what I want to start off with is uh, is good old uh, Trump derangement syndrome. Good old Trump derangement syndrome, which, as you guys know, people who have listened to this podcast know, I believe is a is a true mental disorder. I don't say that jokingly. I think it's a true psychological disorder and should be added to the the list of psychological disorders. Um, but I wanted if there's a cure. That's where I'm, that's where I'm going to go with this show. I think anyone know if there's a cure. Now the cure. Many thought the cure would be that he just wouldn't be president anymore. See, many people believe that once Trump wasn't president anymore, um, Trump derangement syndrome would go away. But uh, almost two years down the line, and not only hasn't it not gone away, it's uh, gotten worse. Yeah, it's gotten a little bit worse, a little bit, a little bit. Um, and what we're seeing now out of New York, New York Attorney General Letitia James sued Trump, the Trump Organization, and three of his adult children, oh, oh, oh not, not Barron, not Barron, um, and others for allegedly widespread fraud involving false financial statements related to the company. The lawsuit seeks at least $250 million in damages. Mr. Trump's statements of financial condition period of 2011-2021 were fraudulent and misleading in both the... Okay, so this is the interesting part of this whole thing. We've been hearing from Letitia... James, the New York Attorney General, for years now, years. And the people with Trump derangement syndrome have been hoping for years that she would bring charges against Donald Trump. Now, not civil charges, criminal charges. And she's been hinting at this since he left office. She's been saying it's any any day now, any day now, we're going to charge him criminally, criminally. And I can't tell you how many people I know with Trump derangement syndrome was salivating. They couldn't wait for Letitia James to charge him and indict him and book him. And what happens two years down the line? A civil suit. This is the best she could do. After all this time was a civil suit involving years worth of false financial statements. False financial statements. It's a 220-page civil lawsuit filed in Manhattan Supreme Court, seeks a quarter of billion dollars in damages. It all seeks to permanently bar Trump, Trump Jr., from serving as an officer of a company in New York. James said she has asked federal prosecutors in Manhattan and the IRS to investigate Trump for possible federal crimes. Yeah, okay. She said that evidence obtained during her three-year three-year civil probe of Trump. Now, this, this bullshit, this three-year civil probe of Trump, she was promising more than just civil. She was, Trump, people at TDS were hoping, were hoping that she was going to charge him with something criminal, not, not civil, not civil. But all this investigation, all this money, and all these years, and all she can come up with with this, with this civil lawsuit that, of course, would never have been even investigated or brought if Trump had not been president, right? So this is, once again, revenge for him being president. It's, it's revenge for him beating Hillary Clinton. This is the Democrats, four, five, six going on seven-year journey to punish Donald Trump and his supporters, by the way, right? Because we see Biden making speeches about how his supporters are terrorists. 
to, to, to punish Trump and his supporters for him beating him beating Hillary Clinton, Madame Hillary. It was owed to her. It was owed to her. It was her time. It was her time. And he stole her time away from her. His, him and his awful terrorists, white supremacist supporters, half of the country stole her time away from her. And they're never going to let him forget this. They're going to torture him until he dies. They'll never get him anything. They're not going to win any civil suits. They're not going to get anything criminal on him. Oh, Russia, 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 Iran, Russia, Iran, everything else. Sounds like a 50s pop song. Russia, Iran, Russia, Russia, Iran. They're not going to get him on anything. Nothing. But they're going to torture him. And they're going to torture his followers. And they're going to get give people with Trump derangement syndrome more reason to keep their sickness going. To not look for a cure. To not heal. And so this is what we're seeing. And it's this constant, constant battle. It's this constant desire to make him pay for winning, for beating Hillary. This is all about 2016. It's all about him beating Hillary. How dare an outsider, how dare someone who was never in politics one day in his life, one day in his life, how dare he take her time away from her, the first woman president it could have happened. And he took it away, an outsider. How dare him? How dare he? You see, this is what this is all about. And it's that, you know, it's that, that passion I bring to it in this. You know, uh, that's the way they feel. They are really angry. And they don't want to let it go. They don't want to let it go. Remember, that's really when TDS, Trump Derangement Syndrome, began when he beat Hillary Clinton. First, when he dared to even run. But then when he won the primary and he beat her. Remember, if he didn't beat her, if he lost that night, there'd be no Trump Derangement Syndrome. It'll be all over. It would never even existed, really. But when he beat her, how dare an outsider, how dare this white male outsider Take her time away from her and she'll never be president. Make him pay. Make him. All these people, by the way, Letitia James, all of them, all these people that are torturing Trump are big friends with Hillary Clinton. Hey, it's no surprise or coincidence. They're all connected with Hillary Clinton. They're all friends of Hillary Clinton. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Basically, everybody in the Justice Department and the FBI, they're all friends of the Clintons. They're, this is a, a, a organized vendetta against Donald Trump for daring to beat her, the queen. And this will never end. But this is a true sickness now. It's, it's, it's morphed into a mental illness. And you cannot talk to any of these people. You can't, you can't like... What I just said to you, and I've been saying for the first eight minutes of the show, I, I can't talk. Any of, my, any of my friends or acquaintances that have Trump, I can't say this. I can't talk like this. I can't. They won't hear it. They won't hear it. No, no, no. He stole it. No, she did win. What are you talking about, Kachopoli? She did win. Russia, Russia, Putin, Russia. They're insane. They're absolutely clinically insane. And I want to ask you, is there a cure? Is there a cure? I don't know if there is one. I, I, I can't figure 
on there being a, a cure for this. I don't know. Karthik, do you think there's a cure for this? Hey, Karthik, you there? That's a good question, man. Is there a cure? Yeah. Um, well, you said a lot, so I forgot all of what you said, but I'll try to respond. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but is there a cure for Trump um, Well, look, I think there are some people that, like, for them, like, they really believe that, like, Trump and Putin are going to, like, overtake the government, like, any day now or whatever. And those people, yeah, like, no. You're not, it's probably just going to take time, I guess. And, you know, um, yeah, probably just time. That's really all I can say. But there's many people that have Trump derangement, uh, you know, syndrome on purpose. Like uh, Jenk Uger of TYT, like it was like the day. Uh, yeah, I think it was actually the day of Biden's inauguration. He said on Twitter, oh, I'm so happy because now I'll never have to talk about Trump. But then, of course, that never happened because he's been talking about him nonstop. Like, and he's like shaming other people on YouTube. He's like, why aren't you guys talking about Trump still? He's the most important person in America right now. Or, you know, said some garbage like that. He's like, oh, he's the most important Republican right now. So, yeah. But isn't it, isn't it, once again, I know they're sick and they can't be reasoned with, but isn't it? No, I disagree. Obviously, I think some people are sick, but some people are doing it on purpose. First of all, they love it, like personally, but they're making so much money from it. Because like, cause anytime like, like anybody talks about Trump in media, whether it's like small media or like, you know, corporate media, like it, it gets eyeballs quick. So they don't really want to not talk about Trump because whenever they don't talk the about media, Trump, like the their, media, their money right. goes uh, down. I'll give you that. The media. Uh, yeah, he's a huge moneymaker. Their, their ratings go down when he's not around. I, I agree with you 100 percent on that. The media is a lot of it is ratings, but I'm talking about like just regular people. Well, yeah, like I'd friends. say to those people, well, isn't it like just part of like the human, what I just thought, the human DNA, that's not the right phrasing. But, you know, because like for like, because Trump isn't honestly like you think him in, like, in political terms, like maybe you would like most other presidents, like how people may have thought of Reagan or Jimmy Carter like many decades ago. Like he's pretty much like a TMZ, Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton figure. Now, it's all really just also just gossip. And people love that shit. You know, that's why TMZ and whatever people magazine or whatever national inquire it's been so popular for decades that's the entertainment like that's really how politics is viewed now well so, so, so yeah. it's almost like 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 i say people need covid in their lives people need trump in their lives yes they do You're uh, right. yeah something yeah something like they that. know they they need trump in their lives it's yeah like, it's like watching a good well I, I would consider it a very bad movie but to them it's considered like watching a very good comedy movie or something like that you get me no, I, I, I get I get what you're saying. I, I do get what you're saying. But what's really amazing to me is that it doesn't become it doesn't become mundane or boring for them after. Come on. How many years are you going to do this? This is seven years now. for Well, maybe it's like how people watch like any sports. Like, I, I guess, like, like, you know, it's like watching a good baseball game or basketball game, you know, like it's going to be mostly the same thing. But you still like it anyway. I guess. I, I guess. I just know. I mean, I mean, sports is always changing. The players change. The teams change. Dynamics change. Teams come and yeah, go. Yeah, well, I'm talking about, first. like, like the basics. Like, you know, like, like in baseball, I mean, basketball, how many players are there on each side of the court? Nine on each team? Yeah. Okay, so there's going to be nine. And it's, you know, and there's going to be a timer. And then there's going to be a hoop. And then people are going to try to, like, you know, uh, sh- shoot the ball through the hoop. So, like, the, what I'm saying is, like, like, the, like, the rules and the basics are the same. It's just going to be like you know, like 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 what what happens in between, you know, the until the time goes out. I, I guess. I guess so. I, I just I, I find it bizarre and intriguing. I really do. I find it very bizarre. It's gone. I've gone through different phases, but now I'm at the phase of like just really. It's almost uh, otherworldly. I, I've never seen anything like this in my life. 
I've seen people hate Obama. I've seen people hate W. I know what that's like. I've seen people hate the Clintons. But this with Trump is just it's it's not obvious that all these people, all these Hillary's, all these Hillary supporters, all these friends of Hillary in high places, that they're just trying to throw anything they can at the wall and seeing if it sticks against him. That's basically what they're doing. They're just trying to throw as much shit. Yeah, at the wall yeah. It's so sad. And like in in um, reference to Russia, like if you like if you're at this point like still thinking, oh by the way, there are still people that are still pushing in media that like Russia stole the election ever. Like TYT is like like some of the biggest Russia gators. Um, oh, they're horrible. They were horrible Russia gators. Yeah. Have you seen any of their videos at all? Well, this yeah, of course. And, and they're okay. supposed to be these anti-establishment Democrat progressives, all bullshit. Yet they're pushing this crap that's come from the most establishment part of the deep Democrat party, the Hillary Clinton, yeah. the Hillary Clinton clan. Yeah, they're pretty much just like, it's just like an advocacy, advocacy group for the Democratic Party w- with a studio. Well, it's the same. You can you can kind of say the same thing about Bernie Sanders. Is that? Oh, well, yeah, I, I, yeah, but like, Bernie Sanders well, is like a politician and TYT yeah. is like, you know, it, it's, it's two different entities. They're well, media. It's all, it's all part of the herding into the Democratic Party. Yeah, process. yeah, yeah. You know, they're trying to just uh, push people. Um, but so specifically about the prosecution. So I didn't know that uh, uh, Letitia James campaigned on, you know, um, uh, uh, putting Trump in prison or at least civil suit. Right. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump has like various financial frauds, like, like pretty much like, like all these rich guys do, you know, because those are the laws on their side and they know there's not going to be really any consequences. Yeah. Um, but I love how this is the way they're going to try to prosecute, you know, because like I'm I, I, I'm not a lawyer, you know, and like I really don't know if this is going to work or not. You know, um, I guess so. I hope it does, because obviously, you know, if he committed a crime, but yeah, obviously, yeah, it's it's very political in that. They're going after him specifically for, you know, because they don't want him to run again. Um, but what I think is super dumb is that it would actually be fairly simple to go after him um, with two, like, really, like, just, like, really, like, like basic laws. It's yeah. the uh, 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 emoluments clause, which pretty much just says, hey, if the president's in office, they can't, you know, enrich themselves to their office, which he did by, by like, making sure that, like, heads of state from, like, Saudi Arabia and Israel say that, his hotels, and then and then he like jacked up uh, like uh, triple the rate or whatever, or like double or two and a half triple the rate, right. and obviously because of drone strikes, he just he killed uh, uh, like I think two American citizens without a trial over brought in Yemen. Mm-hmm. So those are actually very simple. But the reason why the Democrats will never do that is because they also do shit like that. Hey Karthik, I have a question. Is that a picture of you and Jimmy Dore? Uh, yeah, it was 2016 Politicon. Oh. In uh, Los Angeles, so you, you like you like you like Jimmy Dore, right? Yeah. So I went to see him live here several years ago. I mean, this was probably uh, about the same time, 2016, 2017. I went to see him live. He was in San Francisco, and I went to see uh, one of his shows. Um, I think, you know, I think Jimmy Dore has gotten better. Um, I, I I think he's. Uh, I I know there was that big, you know, uh, soap opera between him and Tyt, right? <laughs> Yeah, we don't need to go into that. Like, pretty much, like, everyone on YouTube has gone into that for many, like, multiple times. No, yeah, so there was that whole soap opera, you know, he was on there. People don't know the story. He was on TYT. His show was... Yeah, no, I know. I I was a TYT member for 10 years, so I gave them, like, $2,000, so I know everything. God, you gave them two grand? That's two grand you'll never get back. The thing is, it's $10 a month, uh, you know, so that's, like, 120 a year, and I was a member for 10 years. Oof. I was never as into him as you were, but I like Jimmy and I've watched Jimmy several times and actually he used, it's so hilarious during the, 
the campaign, the uh, the 2020 primary between Bernie and uh, and, and Biden, uh, I actually sp- put a video together and it was a video. If, I don't know if you remember this, but during the primary season, Biden was, you know, cranky and telling all these people who didn't like him to vote for someone else. So he'd say, vote for, vote for someone else. Vote for Bernie. Vote for. So I put together like a 30-second ad. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing oh. that. Yeah, I think you told me this last time we talked. Yeah, and, well, and, he, put, and he put it on, Jimmy. Yeah, so yeah, I remember. He puts it on. I'm watching his show one night, and there's my ad. He goes, I don't know who put this together, but this is a great ad. And so I'm sending him messages. You jerk, that's me. I put it together. Did he respond to you? Now, I, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But it doesn't matter. I just, I'm glad he used it. But um, so I've always liked Jimmy, but and I think he's gotten better now because, you know, he went from CYT to, you know, being the real progressive voice. And that and now he 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 actually came around on COVID, too. You know, he's he realized how full of. Yeah, shit you know, he was scared like a lot of people. I, I was scared, too. But he came around. He did come yeah. around eventually. You know, he, he did. At least, he, he has at least the ability, the intellectual ability to take information and, and change his view. You know, he did. And he finally came around on the vaccines and the mandates and the masks and all this nonsense. Um, so I, I do like him that way. Um, and he's certainly not a you know, he's not a what do you call it? He's not he's not one of those AOC lovers, progressive AOC ass kissers. Oh, you mean like uh, the TYT left as RBM oh, calls them? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, I don't know. if you, Do you have you heard of John Iderola uh, uh, from TYT? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay, yeah, well, he wants TYT to run for president. I mean, sorry, AOC to run for president. Oh, I thought you were going to say she wants Shankuga to run for president. No, no, no. He he wants – well, there's actually many people in the TYT network that want AOC to run for president, but that's just one of them. She sent the message saying Jimmy was – oh, that's right. Jimmy was vax injured, right? Did he get an injury from the vaccine? Yeah, he had like some neck and um, I forgot what else. Yeah, he yeah, had but, some kind of a, a paralysis or something. Then he had some kind of an issue that he had from the yeah, vaccine. Yeah, he had neck and something else. And then but, he realized um, that these yeah. vaccines might not be as safe as, and effective as they as they promoted them to be. Yeah, you know, he was scared. That's why he got it. Yeah, well, you know, also in, in California, many people were forced to get it if they wanted to do anything. Uh, know, yeah, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, but, um, a lot of things. You want to go to a conference. You want to go to a political conference. You want to go to a movie. You wanted to go to a yeah. play. A lot of people had to get vaccinated. You know, they felt they had no. I mean, I, I didn't. Li- you know, I, I just didn't listen to any of that. You know, but I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, yeah. a lot of people just felt they were forced or coerced into getting vaccinated. Yeah. Especially like in New York and California, if you wanted just to simply live your life, and of course, also not knowing if this was ever going to end. You know, mm-hmm. if they were going to keep this going forever some places have you know so yeah. i don't i don't i'm not one of those people that like i'm not i'm not the blame game of people getting vaccinated i get it yeah you know, i i blame people who got vaccinated who were for forcing everyone else mm-hmm. to get vaccinated that, yeah. that that's my problem hey mike uh, i gotta go you know so now obviously you have another caller but i wanted to ask i just wanted to get your opinion on one last thing go ahead um so i had like a quick debate on calling like about half an hour ago with this guy north squash i don't know if you've ever heard of him talk to him. oh he's from canada north yeah yeah yeah. oh you do know north okay he, good he was my he was a caller he was a listener for a while then he got pissed off because i always disagree with him i don't know who the okay guy. then you'll probably love what i'm going to tell you then go ahead okay yeah. so we had a debate so he's pro-ukraine war funny yeah, I, know, I know he is i know okay I mean, and he's like he's like oh we have to be humanitarian you know Russia invaded them. You know, Ukraine are these good people, and all of a sudden the Russian tanks roll in and destroy. You know, it's, it's very uh, standard argument, as you know. Right. So he was like, "Oh, we got to fund it, you know, because 
we're America or whatever, even though he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told him, dude, okay, I, I understand, man, you know, you want to be a good person. I understand. But um, if you want to fund, if you really think America should fund it, why don't you just go fight there? Or mm-hmm. if you don't want to fight, there are many non-combat uh, volunteer roles. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, you know, I'm against crime, but I, I, I don't want to be a cop. Against crime? The fuck does that have anything to do with it? No, no. Well, he didn't really answer it. He said, oh, well, I, I, I'm anti-crime, but I'm not a cop. Look, and then he got mad at me because I was criticizing cops. And he asked me, like, why I, inter- I, I, I wouldn't want to be a cop. I think the last interaction I had with North was uh, – was all about the Ukraine war, and he was, you know, he was adamant of, oh, look, but they're really, Russia's really doing horrible things, graves, killing graves. Oh yeah, and, I'm sure they are. I I don't d- doubt that, but we should fund it or fight it. But but my point on the whole issue is, <laughs> we were also told by our media. The only way we know that, by the way, the only way we know what what, what people believe is through the media. No what you and I are not there. North is not there. We're not there. The only thing we know about any war, by the way, unless we're fighting it or we go or to, on the ground, say, unless you actually go there and do something and are on the ground and are seeing things that are happening and talking to people. The only way we know what's happening in any war is through our television set. That's the only way any of us know what's happening in war. So after the media lied to us for what, four fucking years on the Iraq war? Oh, look. Uh, do, don't you remember? Don't you remember? The, I know you're young. I know you're young. But they showed aerial footage. I'll, rem- I'll tell you if you didn't know. The media in 2003 and 2004 showed aerial footage of where the weapons of mass destruction were. And people on television, on CNN and such, said, this is here. Here, this is where the this building is where the weapons are. We know they're here. They're here. And there were none. Okay? So all we know is what we see through the prism of the mainstream media and their lying bastards. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't even take it that far. I'll, I asked like a super simple question. He almost act like he didn't understand what I was saying. All I said was, "Dude, if you support the war," and and, and he's like, yeah, like in his twenties, like me or whatever. Yeah. And he doesn't, and and he didn't say that he was disabled or has any injuries or whatever. So all I said was like, "If you want to fund a war, go fight it, or at least go volunteer in a non-combat." Like there's and it's not like and he's uh, even though he's Canadian he can still fight like you 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 don't have to be a Ukrainian citizen to fight in the Look, war. Look, he's 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 born like many people, hook, line, and sinker. Putin's a bad guy. He's evil. He's killing everyone. He went into Ukraine. He wants to kill everyone there. He wants to take it over, and that's it. That's the that's a simple. It's it's as simple as that, Karthik. It's as simple as that. There's no yeah, complexities yeah. to it. There's no black and white. There's no shades of. It's all black and white. There's no shades of gray. That's where it is. E- Putin's evil. He wants. Yeah, to I, I don't like Putin we either. I'm just him. not pro-war. Well, the idea is not to get involved in other conflicts, right? That's the whole idea. Yeah. Did we not learn that from the Middle East? Not get involved? No, 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 we didn't. And we're sending the money we don't have. Look at our inflation. Look at how people here are starving. Yeah. Look at the homeless well, problem. There's always money for war, man. Don't you know? If you're a good American, you'll be pro-war. Well, look, it's all propaganda. That's what it is. It's, it's all yeah. propaganda. And, and believe me, North is not just propagandized uh, by that. He's propagandized by COVID and everything else. He loves Trudeau. It's all the same nonsense. You know, it's, it's, oh, he does. Uh, good for him. Okay, Because like when I first talked to him, he like he marketed himself as like some anti-establishment, you know, no, independent, no, no. whatever. He was always, thinking. always promoting vaccines and masking and regulations and all that nonsense. So that's, okay. you know, like I said, people buy what they some people simply buy what they see. Yeah, and I hate that he's like Canadian, but he's like telling us, "Oh, the U.S. has to fund it." Well, the Canadians always do that. 
that's not just. I mean, that's a that's a thing with them. Okay. We yeah, we, nah. give, we give eighty. We give eight hundred billion, and they give eight dollars and twenty seven cents Canadian. <laughs> yeah, and he's like telling us to like, oh, we have to vote Democrat because they're one yeah. percent better. Right. I won't go. I love Canada, man. I've lived in Montreal. I'll let you go in a minute, but I lived in. Yeah, Montreal. I've been to Vancouver. It's great. Yeah. I lived in Montreal for two years. I love Canada. I will not go back. Now, I understand in, as of September 30th, they're finally dropping, after almost three years, the uh, the vaccine requirement to go in. They're, they're dropping that. That's but good. I will not go back to Canada until Trudeau's. I won't go back to Canada until the Conservative Party wins. I won't go back. I'm not going. While Trudeau's prime minister, I'm not going back ever. Ever. I see. Yeah. I won't, well, spend, any money I won't spend any money there. Not going to spend my money there. Nope. That's my. Well, that's the only form of protest I can have. That good for you, man. Yeah. And then the last thing I, I just want to say is, I, I feel like if you really want to support a war and you want to fund it and pro war, it's super cowardly not to go and fight. Like I just don't get it. And this is the principle for all wars, not just this Ukraine war. If you want to fight, if you want to fund a war, you support it. Go fight there. That's a good way to do it. That's a, that's a that's a good way of putting. There's nothing stopping you. Funny where your mouth is, right? That's yeah. Good. No, Thanks. but they want it's Karthik, it's the same with all wars. Let other people fight it. Right? Let other people Yeah. Let no, other I, people... I just hated how he told me to be a cop too. That was really dumb. Well, not being a cop means not being a cop of the world, you know? Not not being the cop of the world, the police of the world, which the United States and North America in general loves being. You know, we love the United States loves being the the cop for the of the world, right? Well it's not just that like all these wars are about oil or something or uh, some other resource. Yeah, well, exactly. And being a well, cop is serving go, your community, not not like yeah. planting oil. For well, anyway, and, and the yeah, last word on this is that. Okay, go ahead. Take it easy. Uh, no, no, I, 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 I was going to let you speak. I okay, the last talk. word on this is that Biden just said, like the like the moron he is, that if if China does anything in in in, in Taiwan, we're going to go in. Did you hear that? Yeah, no. What's funny is like I think like the State Department or somebody else had to walk it back like really quietly. But the but the reporter on sixty minutes said, "Mr. Pr- Sir, let me get this straight. If China invades Taiwan, we will go in. We will send soldiers on the ground in Taiwan." And he goes, "Yeah, yes, yes. He's a moron." Yeah, no, I agree. Anyway, I, I don't want to hold up uh, Daniel, man. I feel like go ahead, Carson, Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. Sorry, Daniel, for making you wait. It's all, he's all right. He's fine. He's probably. So, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let me make make all right. Daniel was he. People think you're 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 waiting and not doing anything. You're probably walking, eating a donut from Bob's Donuts, right? Oop, Daniel, are you there? Did I put you on? You should be there. Yeah, Daniel, are you there? Hello, hello, Daniel. Hello, hello, are you there, Daniel? Hello. All right, we'll keep him there. Maybe he'll figure it out in a second. But yeah, I mean, in that sixty minutes interview. In that 60 Minutes interview, Biden was asked, if China invades Taiwan, are we going to go in? Are we going to put boots on the ground there? And Biden said, oh, D- Daniel, you there? Yeah, they changed the uh, interface on the... Uh, I, I know. I, 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 I bitched and moaned about that a couple of days ago. Yeah, um, I'm just noticing it now. I don't, didn't have my glasses on, so I'm... Uh, before, I used to go by feel, and that's not working. Um, had my phone. Yeah, I am out walking. Um, and uh, would, 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 what was the other thing you thought I was doing? Eating peanut M&Ms? No, eating a donut from Bob's Donuts. Oh, yeah, Bob's Donuts. No, 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 no donuts today. I um, uh, just out for a walk in the North Beach area. 
and it's a pr pretty quiet night. I expect there to be more activity out here on, for, for Wednesday since uh, things have been picking up in general in San Francisco. And well, Salesforce is in town. Dreamforce is in town. Dreamforce. So all, all the techies are in town. So we've been taking over again. This is the first one since 2019. So huh. Well, I don't see them out in the streets at all. But not where you are. If you go down by like the Moscone Center, the convention center, they're all down there. Yeah, I think they'd spill over into the touristy areas um, like North Beach. But um, now I'm seeing them here tonight. Anyway, um, you mentioned um, Trump derangement syndrome. You've never seen anything like it. Yeah, we've never seen anything like the political derangement syndromes that are going on right now. And Trump derangement syndrome, I think, is just a manifestation of a bigger political derangement um, syndrome or disarrangement effect. And, and that effect is mostly occurring. And the reason that we haven't ever seen it before is because we never had the medium and milieu during which these, or, or through which um, these conversations that we have in, uh, in our uh, towns, our veritable town squares, uh, we just sim simply never had this uh, medium before, the social media. And uh, what's more, our speech has never been more distorted and censored and manipulated as much as it has been by social media. And this is causing this is causing ex extremeness. Um, it's distorting speech by making it appear extreme. It's also distorting our abilities to, to speak. And when you when you distort and manipulate people's ability to speak, speak, you make them angry um, for very fundamental reasons. Um, nobody likes to have their uh, ability to communicate their needs and wants and desires to other um, censored, um, manipulated, uh, oppressed. I mean, that's it's so fundamental that it's uh, one of our first rights in our Constitution. And, and so this is, yeah, we just never had anything uh, like this before, not even close. So we should expect um, really, we should expect, we should expect really weird phenomena to be occurring and uh, Trump derangement syndrome, political derangement syndrome in general is one of them. I mean, social media is quite like people. Um, it, it shapes behavior quite like driving a car shapes behavior. People think they're semi-anonymous semi when they're behind the wheel and they think they're even more anonymous when uh, behind a, a Twitter app. And so they, they say and do things and promote things and distort things and uh, push people's buttons um, more than they would in person because there is very little consequence. And that is shaping our entire dynamic of our society. And, and it's not a good thing. It's, it's not at all. It's, it's, it's really it's, it's, it's disrupting the foundations of our society. And it's, so it's not just I mean, Trump derangement syndrome is certainly a manifestation of it. But we've got something going on that's much more primitive much more fundamental and it, and we've seen it break out as another example in the um, transgender related stuff that is going on right now which is a an extreme version of a social contagion um, that is harming children across our country and manipulating children across our country um, to the point where you have you know second grade rooms where kids, you know, half the kids are claiming that they are not, that they're 
not gender binary, a term that was just made up a few years ago, you know, right. And, I mean, the social contagion issue is, I mean, is one of the most important issues that we've had for for a long, long time. And it's probably going, and if I was the um, Surgeon General of the United States, I would have, a couple of years ago, when COVID was taking off and this hysteria was going berserk, uh, I would have said that at that point, uh, the number one health problem that we have in this country is is not obesity, it's not COVID, it's not heart disease, it's not stroke, it's social contagion. Well, it's social contagion for sure. And the, the, but the, the Trump derangement syndrome, what's so insidious about it, is that it infects so many different aspects of our society, right? We're talking about even social media and social media companies banning people or censoring people or shadow banning people who are Trump supporters or simply have a different point of view from the Democratic Party narrative. So this is all, and once again, I, I truly believe, and I think this is true with any, any illness, any disease. We've talked about this with COVID. It's very important to know the origin. And most people, I believe, not that I'm saying I'm a genius here, but most people have not said what I said today, which is that the origin of Trump derangement syndrome started with the defeat of Hillary Clinton and how dare he defeat Hillary? How dare this outsider orange, old, white guy from New York, this billionaire, millionaire, whatever the hell he may be from New York, take away her time. It was her time. And how dare he steal that from her? That is where the germ, the disease started. You know, like COVID was the Wuhan lab. Well, Trump derangement syndrome was the 2016 election. And when Trump beat Hillary, oh my God, the hysteria, that is when People, do you remember that image? Remember that image that night in November of 2016 when he defeated Hillary, and that there was that image of that woman on her knees looking I, up, I, I, yes, I, <laughs> screaming. We were, called, we were called the weeks after her of talking about how you could run this beautiful campaign and the election could still be quote unquote stolen from you. Um, but and that may have been the nidus of this in this infection that has caused Trump to reign. Yes, I believe Trump. it is. But, I believe that's the origin. But it never would have happened if it wasn't for the petri dish of social media. It would never have grown. Well, that's a that's true. We've seen a lot. Look, look. The left had hatred for you know W, and the right had hatred for Obama, and the right and the left the right had hatred for for Bill Clinton, and so on and so forth. But, but we've never seen this, and maybe social media has something to do with it. You know, it could, that's a good point. Of course it does. Of course yeah. it does. We, we see our politicians from our president when he gave that demonic speech that he gave a few weeks ago to, to, to basically every every uh, politician, no matter politician, public officials, I should say more broadly, they speak to us as though they're speaking to social media. They speak and tweet like sound because they know it's going to be tweeted. That's a very good that's a very good point. That's a very and look a lot of a lot of this derangement syndrome really also festered with Trump's tweets, right? I mean, simply yeah. Trump sim simply a few words. He's, he's a, he is a, a mean boy, and right. they didn't like him being a mean boy. Yeah, it's I okay. Mean, it's okay to be a mean girl, by the way, though. That seems to be okay with the media. Well, and, and that that's but that shows how how crazy the syndrome is. That simply tweets from someone send people off. They send yeah. people off totally. Tweets. It does send people off. So now we have a president that's, that's demonizing um, um, one half of our country, approximately, 
And did you see the the, the news from, from this weekend? I mean, it's just it's spreading about on the news now. But this 41-year-old man, man by the name of Sean Brandt, I believe it was, um, killed a young man, 18-year-old um, young man, with his car. And the reason was that they had a political argument. And what did he call the young man, the 18-year-old that he killed? He said he was a Republican extremist. We're talking, we're taking words right out of Biden's mouth, extreme MAGA. Yeah, and and when, if that happens, and it's a Trump supporter who does that, right? If it's something, if it's something like, um, it was a Charlottesville, right? With the, the, remember the car through the crowd and all that. If that happens, then all of a sudden it's this huge thing, right? The media, the the left-wing media blows it up, even out of proportion, when something like this happens, though, and it's a and something that Biden says, okay, if it can be put to, if two and two can be put together, and it can just you can say that Biden may have initiated this, the way they the left believes Trump initiated January six by having a rally a few miles away, nothing is said. I didn't even hear about the story. You see, you're the first person. I, I had not heard about this until you, and, I, and I'm plugged in, man, but I didn't hear about this till you, because it's not all over the media the way it would be if this was a Trump supporter who killed someone and, and gave a line from a Trump speech, right? So there's Ex- your, once again, the double standard. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and, and, and fuck the double standards, pardon my language. I, I, don't really, I don't really care that people are hypocrites and, and they have double standards or whatever. I mean, that's where human beings are. But this, the son of a bitch killed somebody, and he killed somebody. And in the, in the defense of himself, over a freaking political argument, the, and the kid wasn't, he was in his car. I mean, he could have just drove away, and instead he mowed the kid down in the alley. And, and, and using you words right out of the president's mouth as justification. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this, this goes so far beyond the whole hypocrisy stuff. This, this is, I mean, this is just, it's, it's demon heat. Our president got up and demonized half of our country. I, I've been a Democrat for 44 years before saying walking away from the party and become an independent two years ago because of what they did during COVID. And now we're talking about uh, as as you and the four previous car. Sorry for forgetting your name. Um, Carthic. You're t- talking about U- Ukraine, and, and we, we've we've talked before about how Democrats have given up every one of their core principles to get Trump. And here's another one. Here's another one of them. Democrats were for years. The anti-war party. Now it's any anything anybody says uh, um, in in defense of that war in Ukraine, and anything anybody says in well in defense of any war that the Democrats or Biden might want to launch to to protect themselves politically or otherwise, they're back there applauding it. Well, you know, I know you say double standards is human nature, blah, blah, blah. But there are – but double standards are so obvious now. They're so clear. Well, yeah, that- but I don't, I don't care about the double standards. I care about the fact that the Democrats dumped every one of their core principles that made I, that party what it was. I know. And, and that is liberty, um, freedom of speech, bodily autonomy. Yes. Uh, an anti-war in general stand. You just don't go off and willy-nilly fight wars without damn good reasons. Um, defense of the poor. They threw the poor and the working class under the bus during COVID. Um, um, 
uh, uh, defense against huge industry like the pharma companies who just decimated our economy in 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 search and in of billions and billions of dollars for themselves. I mean, they threw every freaking core principle under the bus because of this political derangement. Well, and it's the left that has always said, especially during the Trump era, words mean things. Watch what you say, because you could say something and it can incite violence. Words matter. Yet Biden gives that speech, that awful, disgusting, vile speech, and now something happens where someone uses something he said against someone when they when he kills them and he he quotes Biden. But and that's perfectly fine. You see, there's no problem with that. That's why I said if Trump had given the speech Biden gave, we'd never hear the end of it. They try to impeach him over it. They say he's inciting violence. People are going to kill people. It's going to make people shoot people. That's what they would say. They would say this is a president who's reckless, who doesn't know how to use his words and doesn't doesn't know how much power his words have. But Biden does it. And now, like you said, with the story, we see the effect of that and crickets. And it drives me crazy. It makes me incredibly angry. It, me too. And I, I would just like to have one person that still considers themselves a Democrat call in and just tell you what this party is about right now. Because as far as I can tell at, at this point, they're about uh, mutilating children's sex organs and uh, and forcing people to take the world's shittiest vaccine ever created. And um, what else? I mean, that's it. You know what? And we're not we, we have I agree with you 100 percent. That's about all they're for um, and for censorship and cancellation and all that stuff. But we still haven't come up with a cure, have we, for Trump derangement syndrome? Because the cure is 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 taking away this medium and milieu in which this infection in our society grows. And that is social media. The cure has always been known. The cure our founding fathers gave to us. And that was freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. The cure for hate speech, if there is any out there, is more speech. It's not limiting speech. And what these platforms are doing is limiting speech. And that is distorting speech. And that is going to cause tremendous problems. It's going to make people angry. And that's not good. It's going to distort speech and distort our, our ability to communicate to each other. And that's not good. And this general medium of anonymity in which we are speaking nowadays is not good. That is going to distort our speech. And I, I, yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. You're right. I, I agree. And, and it's 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 worse than that. We, we now have a story. Once again, this is this is what I say. I think this is all and this is all an extension. This may not seem like Trump derangement syndrome, but I think it's an extension of Trump derangement syndrome. There's a group that called Gays Against Groomers. And these, this group, Gays Against Groomers, uh, just put out on Twitter, they have been banned from Venmo and PayPal within minutes of each other for, quote unquote, violating their user agreements. We are an organization that consists entirely of gay people whose only mission is to safeguard children from abuse. Woke homophobia is real, folks. And more importantly than the woke homophobia, the fact that more and more companies are coming out in full support of the sexualization, indoctrination, and medicalization of minors. They will soon regret this unprecedented decision. Stay tuned. And luckily, Glenn Greenwald, who I love, picked up the story and said, it makes no difference what you think of the group. What you're seeing here is the new and much more alarming frontier of corporate censorship, banishment from the financial system, for having the wrong ideology, 
And who started this? Trudeau's freezing of protesters' bank accounts. Remember those the truckers? And he tries to freeze their bank accounts because they dare come out against vaccine mandates two years, two years after we knew the vaccines do nothing. And they came out against vaccine mandates. That's where it all started with that Hitler in blackface son of a bitch up north, Justin Trudeau. And now we're seeing this where we're just going to we're going to take your credit cards away. We're going to take we're going to freeze your debit card. You're not going to have any money. You can't eat. You're not going to be able to survive. Your group's going to you as an individual are going to are going to die away or your group's going to die away because you have a different point of view. And what is this different point of view against grooming? So what is that telling you? That's telling you that social media and financial institutions and big government are for grooming. They're pro grooming. How sick is this? I mean, this, it's, it's so sick, Daniel. You're right. It is off the chart mental illness on a mass scale. And if it's not COVID, it's uh, transgenderism, quote on the trans, because no one has ever changed their gender. Um, So that that word itself doesn't make any transgender, simply doesn't make any sense, one one bit of sense. Um, and, And can you just imagine having this conversation? about men <laughs> having babies ten, ten, only 10 years ago? Can you imagine ever having this conversation in, in any period in human history which we had speech available to us? Can you, I mean, there's, there, there's this great movie that Matt Walsh um, uh, made called uh, What is a Woman? And in one of the best scenes, I haven't seen the whole movie, just seen excerpts of it. But one of the best scenes in that is he goes to a uh, and talks with a, an African tribe, and he's asking them about, about you know, uh, you know, what is a woman, and and uh, well, that's the final question he posed to him, and he was asking things like, well, can a man become a woman? Can a woman become a man? And the, the hilarity, you know, you can see these guys that don't speak English, they're just laughing their heads off, <laughs> and um, so he so, <laughs> It's in our, it's literally in our DNA to, 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 to see uh, gender as being binary. Yet you have this industry out there that is trying to, that, that is, as I've said before, this, we are, we are the next big thing. Manipulation of us is the next big thing. As, as social, as social, as um, Silicon Valley um, always likes to talk about the next big thing, and they haven't been talking about it for quite a while. And that's because we're it, and they don't want to talk about it if we're it, and we are being manipulated. And these, this transgender bullshit that's going on here, um, the Ukraine war is selling that, selling COVID. This is all a manifestation of manipulating us and building this entire industry that's about manipulating us and will continue to manipulate us for years to come in really, really, really harmful ways if we do not get a handle on this quick and go back to the founding principles that our forefathers had the foresight and wisdom to establish for us in the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna let, I'll let you take other cars if you have any. Daniel, thanks for the call. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. All right. Uh, let's see. Cheech. Hey, Cheech. What's up? What's up, Mike? How's How it going? How's it going? It's going? It's going well. It's going well. Hey, so that you were talking about that uh, that 41 year old guy, or uh, Daniel brought him up, the 41 year old that that yeah. ran over the uh, the 18 year old boy. 
Yeah, so he's out on bail. He got out on 50K bail already. That's no and, uh, I mean, Democrats don't prosecute criminals. Was there his liberal DA? <laughs> Where did well, this happen, by the way? Where did this happen? Uh, North Dakota, of all places. North Dakota? Yeah. Really? Yes. Yes. Um, Wait, so in North apparently... Dakota, they let him out on bail? Yeah, they did. They did. $50,000 bail. Um, he made it. So, um, yeah. And apparently. Wait a minute. He killed someone? So this is what happened. So he had an argument. The 41-year-old had an argument with this 18-year-old. Right. About politics, probably. Obviously. Yeah. And uh, I guess the Republican had a – or not the Republican, but the 41-year-old had a few drinks in him. Mm-hmm. He left, came back to the car, <clears throat> I guess ran the kid over. He tried mm-hmm. to say that the kid threatened him, and that's why he had to do it, blah, blah, blah. Um, he left the scene, though. So he's he's going to get charged with leaving. You know, you can't I don't care what the situation is. You can't leave the scene after you kill somebody with your car. Right. Right. Uh, so he left the scene. So he's going to get charged with that. He's getting charged with a criminal vehicular homicide. Yeah. Um, and I think he had been drinking as well. So he's, he's going to have even though he's out now, as long as he doesn't skip bail, he's going to have a, a long road ahead of him. And uh, he's probably going to be feeling the uh, the wrong end of somebody's penis. Uh, in a bad place. Um, incredible. You know, really incredible. Yeah. But, you know, could you imagine if it was flipped? Okay. So that's what I was saying. I mean, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. We wouldn't hear the end of it. If if it was a pussy hat wearing uh, feminist uh, yeah. that, that, that got ran over by a MAGA Republican, you uh-huh. would never hear the end of it. It would be a week straight. Of course. Of, of course. Of, of TDS. Yes, I mean, I'd never hear the end of it, and I, if, if not for you guys, I would never heard the beginning of this. I, I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything. Uh, on... you, you would have, you would eventually saw it on Twitter or something. It would, it would have, it's going to make. I, I mean, but what, why should I? I but the pro, the fact is that places like CNN and NPR and, and MSNBC should be covering this just as they would cover it. If, like you say, if the roles were reversed, if the guy, well, yeah, yelled, the, guy I mean, the guy yelled, is... and then ran him over, we'd never the, hear the end of it. Well, the story would be, the story should be. Uh, not would be, but it should be um, just days after Biden gives this fiery exactly. speech about exactly how terrible half the country is um, and how they're t- totally despised and uh, should be considered terrorists. Um, this is the kind of activity that you're going to get. And and that would be the story if it was a Trump supporter. That would be the exact story, the way it was written. If Trump gave exactly. that speech, if Trump gave the same speech Biden gave and then something like this happened, they would absolutely be writing that exact story in the headline, exactly as you just stated. Yeah, there's, there's no there's, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And Daniel's 100% right about the social media aspect of everything. Um, you know, it, it it exaggerates our perception of mm-hmm. what's going on, and it caters to the lowest common denominator. It's going to get you, you know, it's it's designed for engagement, and what gets the most engagement is really negative news. So it just it's like. Imagine the normal news cycle before pre-internet, right? Imagine, yeah. imagine that on steroids, and that's what we have. And, yeah. And humans, just as a species, aren't equipped to deal with that much information coming in. That that one-sided kind of uh, bubble information coming in all the time, twenty-four-seven. Because most people really are addicted to their devices, and uh, I, I think Daniel is one hundred percent right. I don't know what you do about it. Uh, but I can tell you, I worked in big tech for for a little bit, and um, 
the bias is real. It's 100% real. When I interviewed at this particular place, it was a big big tech company. Everybody's used their products, and uh, there was this was this was this interview was probably 2016. 2017, and there was all kinds of shit about Trump scrawled all over the whiteboards when I was <clears throat> touring the place. And the HR person that was giving me a tour kind of made it made it made a quip about it like a joke, trying to downplay what I just right. witnessed. And I wasn't a Trump person at all. I didn't vote for Trump, but like I just thought it was, I don't know. To me, professionally, I think you kind of cross the line when you do stuff like that in an office. I don't care what the predominant political is of the company. Like you should kind of keep that stuff uh, at home in your personal space, but don't 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 do it in the workplace. And so that's the that's the climate in most of those big tech companies. And for sure, um, that's the reason that so much information is now uh, curated. I guess in, in quotes. Yes, um, absolutely. The way it is. Right. Absolutely. So. No. And, and I think, you know, I, none of us are really going to come up with a real cure for TDS. I guess it was kind of a rhetorical question. What is the cure, really? I mean, if, if the cure wasn't the guy being defeated, right, no longer being president, I don't know what the cure is. I mean, it's I, a cult. It's a cult. So, you know how it is with cults. It's like you could you could hit them in the face with truth and it's never going to register. So. No, exactly. Yeah, so you know, I think I think the answer is it'll never go away, and I think after he's long gone, it won't go away. You know, I think they'll be looking to go after his kids. Don't you? I think that, that Trump name is just going to it's it's almost like Pavlov's dogs, right? That Trump name is going to just all of a sudden they're going to be freaking out from it forever, forever. Yeah, you know, Daniel Daniel posed a question like, "What do the Democrats? What what is their platform, or what do they?" What do they feel they represent? And it seems like their negative, their, their identity is a completely negative identity. It's all, mm. all their identity is, is anti-Trump. That's yeah. it. That is the identity. That's the identity has been exactly that since he ran for office is being right. anti, anti-Trump. And, and, that, and, and, and Biden pretty much admitted that with his speech, right? Everything he has talked about over the last year and a half has been MAGA, right? Well, MAGA that's exactly MAGA, right. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. We, when, when you're the president and, you're going to give an address. To, you're going to address the nation, um, and all you can talk about is a really negative, like dark <laughs> uh, summation of everything that's wrong with Trump uh, after the guy's already been defeated two years ago. <laughs> like that's that says all you need to know about this party. It's it's this party's in a mess. It's in shambles, and they're holding. They're, you know, they're gripping. Uh, to, they're gripping to life for you know over abortion and. And I don't know, whatever, immigration, hoping that they can get votes on stuff like that um, and, you know, get enough people panicked. Yeah, but, right, uh, exactly. Y- yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Trump is, is I mean, without Trump, they don't win. Right. Like without Trump to use as the boogeyman, they, they don't win. Right. right. So basically we know this. This is this. This is, you know, we're, but we're dying in the polls, Mr. President. We're dying in the polls. We're going to lose Congress. We're going to lose the Senate. We're going to lose two thirds of the Trump. Talk Trump. Talk Trump. That's the winning. That's the winning ticket. Talk Trump. Talk MAGA. And that's why he gave that speech. I tell you what, I can't wait for November. I can't wait. Please, please. I want the the Republicans to gain some power just just to see Fauci brought to 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 task for all this bullshit. Actually, just winning the House will take care of that. But winning the Senate will be even better. You know, then he can. Both both chambers can go after can do what they have to do. 
both chambers can look for accountability. And I think that's the most, I think that's really one of the most important parts of this election, right? Accountability. That's what I want more than anything is I want, I want, I do not want people to forget COVID. Like I think people are in this mindset now where they just want to forget it all. They just want to go forward. Hey, let's forget about, let's move on. And I, I say you never forget something like that. Like they, they completely turned the world upside down um, yeah. because because they wanted to play in their little fucking labs and uh, yeah. funnel all their funnel all their grants to their buddies. And uh, and they tried to cover it up and they right. and they and they, and they made the entire planet suffer as a consequence. And right. I don't right. know. I mean, if you think otherwise, uh, God bless you. But. Um, no, fuck this. Like these guys have to be held accountable. There has to be something, man. Just anything, any little bit. Well, of that, that's my dream. My dream is a two pronged dream. It's two, it's two, two, uh, two parts. The dream is November. The Democrats lose to the House and Senate. The Republicans take over. And then, of course, in 2024, Ron DeSantis defeats Gavin Newsom. That's my that's my dream. Yeah. So Gavin Newsom has got to be the dumbest fucking guy on the planet. Like. He's now challenging DeSantis to, to debates or something like DeSantis well, wiped the floor with that guy. Newsom is a, is, is a Machiavellian politician, and he knows that that's not going to happen. There won't be any debates until until they're both the nominees for their parties and there'll be three debates. But he knows that. So he, he talks big. He's, oh, yeah, I'm a tough guy. I'll, he knows DeSantis isn't going to do it. There's, there's no reason for one governor to debate another. It doesn't make any sense. They're not running against each other yet. So there's, there's not going to be any debate. He knows that, you know, so he can say that, act like a tough guy. No, it's not going to happen anyway. And uh, and get away with that. And people, oh, look how tough he is. Oh, our, our governor's so tough. Our governor's so strong and good looking and tough. Look, he's not afraid of DeSantis. Right. Of course. You know, but look, like I said, the Democrats need to get their comeuppance in, in, in seven weeks. And then Newsom needs to get his comeuppance. I want him so badly to run for president. In fact, I want him to win the Democratic primary because Ron DeSantis will end his political career at a very young age. At a very young age. When you run for president and you lose, that's the end, basically the end of your career. And uh, and his career will be over. So that, that it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Even though it will torture having to watch him for two years in a campaign, it'll be torture to have to deal with how, how the left will kiss his ass. For two years, but but when they, when he's finally when he's finally defeated and his career ends at a young age, I'll be very happy that he can go to MSNBC and CNN and do a show. Great, good for him. Out of politics, out of California, out of my life. That that that's that's going to be a great moment. That's going to be a great. This hey, November's just a if if you will, November's just a foreplay. Twenty twenty four is the climax. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, oh, it's a long right. foreplay. It's a long foreplay. It'll be a big, it'll be a big explosion in 2024. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's getting late. It's getting late. I better let you go. All right. All right <laughs> Thanks, Chief. I appreciate Later. it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's see. So, Karthik, did you want to come back on and say something? Or are you just hanging out? Let's see. Karthik, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? Uh Damn, I can't believe you're going to get me to defend Newsom. But it, it's in a way you're probably not thinking about. Um, so I'm not really defending himself. Yeah. But I just think that, like, if a debate with Newsom, let's say there's, like, in, like let's say they're both nominees for, you know, some magical reason or whatever. And then in um, that would be uh, September and October 24. Um, and there are three debates. 
I think Newsom because he's like because like I've seen him like rise, you know. And, well, we we both have what we're talking about. We live in California, so you know I've seen him rise over the years, you know. And he's very sleazy and slick, um, in a much obviously uh, in a much better way than Mayor Pete is, you know. Like Mayor Pete is a fraud. People saw it through very quickly. Yeah. So I think he is sleazy and slick enough to kind of fool people. Mm-hmm. And to at least like doing well in the debates, and who knows, like maybe he would win against DeSantis. Like I'd say right now. Oh, I think I would... yes. no, I, I I think he'd win against Buttigieg. I think there's no doubt that Newsom can win a Democratic primary, but this, Newsom cannot appeal to anyone outside of California and maybe yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I definitely agree, but like I'm just saying, like like I would still pick DeSantis over Newsom, but I, I think it would be pretty close if it was Newsom over DeSantis because he he is sleazy in like a way that's like good if you're a politician you know it's kind of like, like he has no conscience. There's, no, there's no election in our in our time right now as as, as divided as we are as a country there's no election we're not going to see one person ever get 60 65 percent of the vote again it's not going to happen we're too divided once again there's too cultish oh yeah it's, i know well, all i'm saying think, is that I it's think possible to win the election lose i i really believe this and you can put this on record now two years ahead of time i think newsom would lose as bad as mccain did to obama i really do uh, I, I don't know about that. I, I would I still pick DeSantis, I but I think it would be close. Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. But anyway, we'll see, right? There's a lot I'd of say, time. you know, maybe it would be like, I'd say closer than Obama, Romney, because Obama got 330 electoral votes. So maybe yeah. like, it might be like 300 or 290, but it doesn't matter. I'd still think DeSantis would win. Okay. Um, but the main thing I wanted to say was, um, is that, uh, what was it? Oh. So uh, Walker Bragman, um, you know, our favorite friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I read this thing he posted on Twitter. Um, well, I, I and uh, so it was about how, like, schools are ending mask mandates or whatever. And, like, dude, if you're really against grade schools, like, kids, like, still making them wear masks. Well, like, like pretty much at, like, every celebrity event. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, no, what I think about this dumb, uh, super dumb about the mask mandate still now is because in Congress, there's no mask mandate. And the people in Congress are like the, at the most risk, you know, because they're super old and, you know, obese or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. So, like, I used to feel like it's too hypocritical not to have mask mandate in Congress. But anyway, what I'm trying to get at is, so this Walker Ragman guy, he still wants ma- masks in schools. And his reasoning is that uh, it's the Koch brothers that are making, that are trying to get the mask out of school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure it is. You made it- and I'm like, what, did he dream that? Did he dream that? No, that's what he was right. And, dude, I hate the Koch brothers, man. You know, they're totally disgusting. They corrupt the system. Yeah, uh, I, George Soros. It's a different, you know. So yeah, you know, yeah. There is just a, 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 another group of billionaires trying to take over the elections. You know, that, that's how they, they, like, fund the, the state legislatures really well. And, you know. But he brings up a right-wing that. boogeyman to try to make a point that has no that makes no sense. You so. know, I, I hate the Koch brothers. I'm against it. But what I'm saying is if you're using the Koch brothers as your defense as to why there should be mask mandates like, middle schools or whatever it's just he's a clown but um yeah that's all i wanted to say mike you have anything else all i can say about bragging is nothing to brag about man nothing to brag about man see what i did there that's it that's it yeah i i don't have anything against him personally like i used to like him a lot before covid yeah but it's like dude oh my god a lot of people i like before covid who i despise now so it covid matters in two and a half years is a long time it's a long time a lot happened a lot happened you know I really hate how, like, there's been so many key political issues that have teared us apart over the, like, recent years. Like, I'd say maybe, like, the first one was Hillary, like, the 2016 election, and then Russiagate, and now, like, COVID, which I feel like has torn more people apart than the other two issues combined. 
No doubt about it. No doubt yeah. about it. Everything anyway. with COVID. Yeah, okay. Thank, thanks, Carthic. I appreciate yeah. it. Hey, North, what's yeah. up? I just wanted to say, I, I know we got in a heated debate, but, you know, hopefully we can talk again later. Okay, we'll talk later. No, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I, was just talk, I was just saying hi to North, that's all. Oh, okay. He's in the, the <laughs> listener. You, right. should, you should call him, man. Yeah, he's here. He's listening. You see him? He's here now. North is here. <laughs> um, what I want to talk about, you know, it's funny. We were talking about Newsom and schools, and I want to just uh, talk about something very quickly here. And kind of tease, we'll talk more about this tomorrow, but Kevin Kiley, who is running for U.S. House in, in California 3 and who ran against Newsom in the uh, recall thing, he said Newsom just vetoed a bill that he supported, which would expand mental health services at schools. Understand that. Newsom vetoed a bill that Kevin Kiley, report, uh, a Republican, supported that would expand mental health services at schools. This adds insult to injury after all the damage from his corrupt school shutdown. And we know what damage it did mentally to kids, right? Not being able to go to school for about a year and a half here in California, only going to school on Zoom, not being able to see their friends. We saw, we saw uh, attempted suicides. We saw kids wanting to kill themselves. We saw depression problems, all of this stuff that happened from the school shutdowns that we know were totally... Um, disgusting, grotesque, never should have happened, pointless, and ended up hurting people and helping nobody. And uh, so I think it's a great idea. First of all, even if there was no COVID, it's a great idea to expand mental health services to schools. It's very tough. It's very tough being a kid, especially these days. It's tough being a kid and going to school and there's bullying. There's a lot of other stuff that goes on. That's actually nothing to do with COVID, but certainly after COVID, certainly after COVID, and we know how suicides have gone up and depression has gone up. And we know how much kids have been affected by the lock, the, the shutdowns, the lockdowns, the masking, all of that stuff. That it, why would this? Why would this hair gel king playboy do this? Why would he veto a bill to support mental health services at schools? I don't know. I would. Li- I would like to look more into this, but it absolutely makes no sense. And if you go on Kevin Kiley's Twitter. Um, Someone says that he says Newsom says the bill overlapped with services required on the CYBHI and that cost of the bill should be included in the Andrew. And, you know, OK, so the fact of the matter is that, of course, there'll be people now that say, oh, well, the devil's in the details. There's this point. There's that point. He doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to do that. But the fact of the matter is, is that Gavin Newsom is the reason why schools closed for a year and a half. He was totally pro lockdown. He was pro masking of kids. He was he was forced shutting the schools down. He was for the kids learning on Zoom for a year and a half. He caused all of that. Okay, if it was Ron DeSantis, that didn't happen in Florida. Okay, so Newsom is directly responsible for this. So when you're directly responsible for something, when you're directly responsible for kids being depressed and upset and attempting suicide, in some cases being successful, you probably not the best look to veto a bill to support mental health services in schools. No matter what about devils and details, if there's another bill that has something else, or if there's a, a certain, if, or if there's a dot in the I's and crossing the T's, it just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, especially when it's obviously, it looks like this bill was supported by Kevin Kiley, a Republican, probably supported by other Republicans, and a guy who ran against you in the recall. It looks like kind of like a, you know, childish kind of, uh, you know, vendetta thing against someone who ran against you. You're not going to support a bill they support just because they're supporting it. 
So it's just a very bad look for a governor that uh, really only cares about his physical appearance and nothing else. And of course, it could be used against him when he runs for president, too, regardless of the details or the excuses that, that Gavin Newsom comes up with for, for not supporting it. But we'll be able to talk more about that tomorrow. I'll find out more about the, uh, about the bill. But there's zero doubt that these lockdowns and the school closures negatively affected kids. And these people who are on Twitter and defend Gavin Newsom and defend school lockdowns or say, oh, it wasn't such a big deal. And you can look at those comments under Kevin Kiley's uh, thread. Oh, it's not. no, the kids are resilient. And oh, you're making this up and so on and so forth. Of course, most people don't have kids. People with kids will say it absolutely affected them in a very negative way. And we have actual facts that show that kids were negatively affected by this. And just to say, oh, it's not a big deal. They're resilient. Oh, they, they, they did fine on Zoom. It wasn't a problem. These people are so ignorant. They're incredibly ignorant. Okay? If you have kids, people who have kids know, know what torture it was for them not to be able to go to school for a year and a half, to see their friends for a year and a half. I, look, in college, we're talking about an adult, me taking online courses because it was my choice, I can tell you that it doesn't compare. It doesn't compare with being in a room with other people. It does not. And that's as an adult. That's as an adult, I found it to be kind of boring and kind of uh, isolating and depressing. I really did. So can you imagine a child? I mean, I was lucky enough to have my, whatever it was, 12 years in school, the public school system, without any of this crap, ever having to do anything on Zoom or online classes. I can only imagine if you're six, seven, eight years old, you're just getting into the, the groove of this, and then this, ha this happens for a year and a half. So to say it hasn't affected kids is really just being an, an ignorant apologist for the hair gel king. I have absolutely no, no patience for that kind of crap whatsoever. But we'll talk, we'll talk more about this. Um, okay, I think it's been a good show. I want to thank my callers. Cheech called in, right? Karthik called in. Daniel called in. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. And uh, remember, oh, by the way, I wanted to once again say on Friday, this Friday, if you're in the Bay Area, this Friday at 7 p.m., we're going to be gathering myself and a few others at uh, Upsider. It's a, it's a bar restaurant called Upsider. And it's on, I believe, Sutter and what? Poke? Sutter and Poke, I believe, in that area. And we're going to be gathering in just uh, 7 p.m. on Friday night and having a couple of drinks and talking and socializing. And if you want to, if you've been locked up for two and a half years, have been locked down for two and a half years and you haven't gotten out much, you should come out and say hello. We'll have a drink. All right. And I'll, I'll mention that again on, on tomorrow's show. But that's going to be Friday, 7 p.m. at Upsider. All right. I want to thank everyone for listening. Remember, we're back at this again tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. Tune in, listen, call, interact, and let's be heard is the name of the show. I'm Mike Chopoli. Remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. See you tomorrow.